Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Everyone settle down, settle down. I'm a little tired this week, Nash, so we're kind of going to get through this, but we'll see how hot I get because we got some good things to talk about this week on the You Mad Bro Podcast, episode number 59. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the You Mad Bro Podcast. Find us anywhere every podcast can be found, including Amazon Music. That is brand new. Amazon now has podcasts, like I said they would get into eventually, and we are on there. As well as all the other places, Spotify, Stitcher, but most important place, Nash, and biggestpodcastsolutions.com for all the other podcasts on this glorious network with more to come. More are in the works, so make sure you check those out. But this week, we're going to briefly cover the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the uh, replacements for her on the Supreme Court. Uh, celebrities being good. Celebrities are good. Um, doing something that means absolutely nothing, period, to anything. Classic. And, um, the vaccine, the coronavirus vaccine, which is inevitably going to come out, and the fact that it's already politicized. Of course. Of course. So, um, if you need, if you need a further divide in the country, it's now moved to the vaccine, which hasn't even come out yet. So, that's fun. Nash, are you ready? Yeah, I what, guess. What, what, are you, what are you thinking this week? What are you thinking? What are, you, what are your thoughts on all the thing going on so far? Like, oh, son, it's cold now. I'm in a blankie. It's nice and comfy. It's cold. I'm very happy that it's cold now. I survived better in the cold. Um, I'm not sure what I'm thinking right now. I've had a lot of... I don't know. It's been a weekend. Well, not just that. It's just like... It's recently... I don't know, man. Everything's gotten kind of... Do you think we're in a cold civil war? Does that even make sense? A cold civil war where tensions are mounting. I mean, there's definitely a lot of civil unrest, but I don't think we're going to have a civil war. I don't either, but uh, this isn't going to help anything. So Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I apologize, man, uh, passed away at the age of 87. You know, she was on the Supreme Court for a long, long time. She was set to retire in 2016, but after Trump won, she stayed on the ticket. Yeah. Because she thought it was the right thing to do. So obviously a civil servant for all of her career, you know, rest in peace, all that. Um, yeah, because I think she started getting cancer before that. Yeah. Now, I don't know much about her, but I know she was a, like a big in the left wing circles, Democrat, um, you know, fought for what she believed in on the Supreme Court like all do. Um, you know, Supreme Court is probably people we dump we dunk on the least. Yeah. Um, but now, since she has passed, there needs to be a replacement. And of course, um, Democrat Democrats want to wait till after the election, and Republicans want to get it right now, immediately. Duh. I mean, before we go any further, she was like a 
women's rights activist. And I mean, and just uh, an equalist across the board with people getting treated unfairly, men yeah. or women. Um, when she was a lawyer, independently, she fought a lot of those cases. Um, probably the biggest thing why people say she was super left was because she was like one of the justices that disagreed with the Bush v. Gore mm-hmm. case. She uh, she said because it's usually they end their positions like when they write their their theses on it. If you disagree, it's like I respectfully decline. Right. Or something like that. Right, and she right, just right. said, I decline. No, res- <laughs> no respect. No respect. It's just, <laughs> fuck this. Um, so, yeah. Now, this reminds you back to 2016. Let's go in the time Let's go in the time machine, Nash. 2016, Anton Sc- Scalia. Uh, he passed away in an election year. Probably around, I think around, probably around the same time, honestly. Um, yeah, it was like a month. Yeah, it was a month before the election, I think. So, Democrats back then were saying, of course... Now, 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 this is Obama's pick. Republicans are saying, wait, 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 wait. It's election year. Just wait till after the election. Yeah. So both sides are flip-flopping here, which is, this has me all up in arms. It has me is in this angry, but angry, disappointed, but not surprised in the least. Nash, are you, I like, what are, you, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I think it's pretty stupid to like wave any kind of moral flag here because especially because it happened literally last election. Mm-hmm. And this is happens, I mean, all the time. This is the whole, this is probably the single most important thing that a president will do because it defines decades to come. Yeah, because they're there for life. Exactly. And once it goes through the Supreme Court, it uh, it's pretty hard to get rid of, like uh, Obamacare or the Medicare for all. Roe v. Wade. Which was yeah. an old Republican idea that Obama revamped. Um that was something that uh, Bader Ginsburg had voted for, or not voted for, but uh, well, they they do vote, vote and ruled in approval for, so that uh, Medicare for all is still there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that 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 kind of thing it has the most lasting impact. Mm-hmm. So, of course, every president is going to do it what the second they can. Right, of course. Now, let me be clear. <laughs> I'm with all of you, at least most people here listening to this. I don't want Trump to pick this Supreme Court justice. I would rather he not. But it's his pick. That's the law. No, that's it. Yeah. That's the law. And that's where the conversation should stop. It shouldn't be this people on Facebook getting quotes from Ted Cruz back in 2016 or Mitch McConnell in 2016 and comparing them to now because someone else on Facebook can do the exact same thing for Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. I think, I think Nancy Pelosi was like, you want to impeach Trump and Bill Barr, Bill Barr off because of this. They want to do it now. And it's like, you're going to impeach him again. Yeah. Can you even do that? No. Right. It's (laughs) it's like for what? what? For what Nancy? They couldn't. Well, actually right now let's, Let's actually look at the probability. You keep going. I'm a Google something. Like I don't like it. Like I'm serious. I saw that. I was like impeachable for what? Like going against the Constitution. This is. I'm pretty sure this is in the Constitution. This is part of how our government works. Like someone on the Supreme Court needs to be there. It's an odd number for a reason. 
right? You can't have six people on a, on a Supreme Court right now. And it's it's September 21st. Happy birthday, mom, by the way, um, as of recording this. So we still have two months, uh, a month and change before the election, like six weeks before the election. So Senate needs to Senate needs to get, vote in, gets approved. You know, the House is going to push back like always, of course. But, you know, this isn't something that should take too long right now. This is something that should be, it's written down. It's how it works. Pick someone, the right person, vote on it, get it done, go back to COVID. Go back to facing COVID. Because right now, this is a distraction we don't need right now as a country. This is not something we need to be fighting about. It's not something we should be fighting about. This is very cut and dry how the procedure is. Yeah, no, exactly. It's not It's not something that's unforeseen or like crazy. This is probably one of the most common occurrences yeah. in our political system. It doesn't doesn't happen often, right? Like you don't you don't get new Supreme Court justices often. It's very rare that a president will have one, let alone two in his term or her term to pick one. Well his term. His term saying he could be a woman, you know. But in, in the future. Okay. Sure. So his or her term. Well it hasn't been. So it hasn't been yet. If you say his are not incorrect because Sorry, grammar. <laughs> the internet doesn't really care about grammar, Nash. Please, um, but and that's it. That's all I want to say. It's like just fuck you, Democrats, for being flip floppy, and fuck you, Republicans, for being flip floppy. Yeah, no it, consistency. You're all hypocrites. This is a tough one because um, typically, when it comes to justices getting approved, it is kind of a definitely a more a larger moral thing. Um, when they vote on it, I wouldn't say it's so cut and dry as Republicans have it, so it's going to get approved. Like, no, it, it really comes down a lot to the philosophies of the person. It, it isn't so much um, dependent on uh, party lines. I mean, all things are in a way, but I think here at least so. Because, you know, you could have some guy that's Republican, a Republican, you'd see him as a Republican judiciary, but um, yeah. maybe he disagrees with abortion yeah. or gun rights in yeah. some way. Yeah, and that's that's the big fear. Like honestly, going into this election, if you ask uh, the Democratic pollers, I've seen this floating around. A lot of people are basing their decision on why they weren't voting for Trump strictly because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Strictly because who would you rather pick the new Supreme Court justice, Biden or Trump? Yeah. And, you know, I'm with you. I would prefer Biden. Biden gets that checkbox for me. He's pretty middle ground. Right? Yeah. Like, say what you want about Sleepy Joe. He isn't, I do not think he is a radical, a radical leftist. I don't think he's no, a socialist. Def definitely not. He's, he, is, he is a corporate Democrat. Yeah, he is full blown Democrat, but he's not far left like Bernie Elizabeth Warren, or even like Amy Klobuchar for that matter. And she's pretty center. Like Biden is center of the political spectrum. He just leans left because he's a corporate puppet. Well, because he has to at this point. Yeah, because he has to exactly. He, yeah, which is kind of honestly, it's very weird in this election because in almost any other election, if he leaned more right it's like you would have better success yeah if he ran as republican not not <laughs> running as a republican yeah. but had more consistency with republican ideology yeah and honestly a lot of them kind of do 
Yeah, and he's, he's, he's not he's not going to end the wars. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's not too far off. He's not doing free healthcare. He's not doing free college. But you know, but he can't promote any of that because he'd lose his base, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he has said he isn't going to cut funding to the war. He's going to actually provide more funding to the war. He has come out and said that. He has come out and said that he supports healthcare for 97% of Americans. That's just classic Democratic right. ideology. Yeah, yeah. It's very classic. Republicans like to have a big army and don't want to use it. Yeah. Democrats want to have a small army but put it everywhere. How does that even make sense? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, but yeah, that's, that's actually a thing. This is Trump's pick. No, for some reason, they can't pick someone and it gets delayed until after November and Biden wins. It's his pick. Yeah, simple as that. It says, really is as simple as that. You know, if Democrats really wanted to play this smart, they wouldn't come out and say, hey, we're going to try and impeach him again over this because there's nothing you can impeach him on again. Yeah, because I think that would look even worse. E oh, my God. No, if they did that, that would be political suicide because, first off, if they did it quick enough to actually get the impeachment through, then there's the comparison to the other impeachment that was dragged on for months mm -hmm. for no reason, just a matter of they didn't have what they they didn't have the smoking gun that they were looking for. Yeah. And then if you do it just off of any basis as close to an election, that's election tampering. You're doing it purely for political purposes. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. which would backfire on them. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm hmm. No, I have no idea who Trump could pick. Um, I don't even know who would be contending. I don't know who would be a good pick. I don't know who's a bad pick. I have no idea. I don't know the qualifications, but I think it would be really funny if he was like, you know what? I'm going to nominate Kamala Harris. <laughs> well, technically, yeah. Because she could. You cannot... She was an attorney general. She was like a lawyer, right? You... Prosecutor, whatever. I mean, yeah. You. I don't think you even have to be a lawyer. I think... Every single one has been a lawyer because why the hell wouldn't? Yeah, you but I would say she is qualified from my little to no understanding of who is qualified. Yeah, well, I mean, technically anybody can be qualified, but um, just to go off of that, it is they typically do um, go with whatever the party line is, just because in this case it only takes a Senate majority, a simple majority. Mm -hmm. So it's as long as it's more than half. Yeah, they get it. They get approved. So they're going to be approved pretty easily. Yeah, because the Republicans control the Senate right now. So whoever he says will probably get approved. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm sorry, liberals, you're all upset about this, but there's literally nothing you can do. That's just how our politics is. That's a rule book. Well, if Biden wants to, he could just, uh, if he wins in his next term, he could just appoint two new seats. Could he? Yeah, the president can add however many justices he wants. Wait, really? Yeah. So he could have like 13 people on there? Yeah, he could have like 82 if he wanted. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, FDR. Um, I think it was like he appointed a guy, I think, like the same day as a guy was going, as like a uh, chair got removed. And he threatened, if you don't appoint this guy, I'm just going to add three new seats and give <laughs> you the most ridiculous choices. And you're going to have you're going to look like idiots because you're going to be delaying it. 
Fucking FDR. Man. FDR's court packing scheme. Fucking FDR. Man. Or the midnight. Is it the midnight? The midnight showing. It was the mid. <laughs> it was because I think it was mi- at midnight. I may be getting things mixed you know, up. Actually, it doesn't matter at this point. Let's move, yeah. on to, let's move on to our next story. The old court packing scheme. Celebrities doing celebrity things because what also celebrities going to do? So last Monday and Tuesdays, a host of celebrities said they would be joining the Stop Hate for Profit campaign um, by freezing their Instagram accounts for 24 hours on Wednesday. The move is an attempt to pressure Facebook to better combat misinformation and hate speech on the platform which owns Instagram. So not so they're 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 protesting Facebook on Instagram. Yeah. All right. That's that makes sense. Sure. Let's go. Let's run with that. No, um, that makes sense. What do you mean? I mean, like, why would they protest on Facebook? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they're protesting on Instagram. Why would they protest on Facebook? Because if they protested on Facebook, that would give more attention to Facebook. Like, sure, I guess. What do you mean, you guess? No, that makes 100% sense. That's like saying that's like if somebody was gonna boycott something, but by boycotting it, they bought all they bought all of the remaining inventory. Well, people have done that. Remember the Nike shoes that were burned? That's not boycotting though, because if you pay, <laughs> if you buy them, guess what? Nike makes all that money, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. So the list of celebrities includes Kim Kardashian West, Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk Nash. I've seen a lot of him this weekend. Um, Demi Lovato, Jennifer Lawrence, Katy Perry, Jamie Foxx, Leo DiCaprio, Michael B. Jordan, and Rosario Dawson, among others. Many online have criticized movement for as a simply performative, saying um, such a short freeze won't actually accomplish anything. Um, Jim Steyer, the chief executive of Common Sense Media, a nonprofit that's part of the campaign, has said the freeze is only the first part of a larger round of messaging. So, Nash, let's start with the uh, that stop hate for profit. Um, that's stu- hold on, this is stupid. All right, keep going. Yeah, it is. It's really stupid. Only, um, it's because of this last sentence. Um, the campaign has said the freeze is only the first part of a larger round of messaging. How about you do something? Yeah. Other than messages. How about you just boycott it to begin with? How about you just don't use it? How about you just never use it again? How about you just delete your account? Oh, wait, it affects your profit margin? Oh. oh. So they're not really, okay. They're not really that aligned. They're not really doing something they really believe they care, in. They care, but not enough. They want to they show, they want to, they want to show that they, they want to pretend to show they care. Yeah, that's fun. So, according to the Stop Hate for Profits website, um, this makes me think like, okay, stopping hate makes you a profit. That's what this title says to me. Stop hate for for profit. Stop hate so <laughs> for profit. Like, if you stop hate, we'll pay you. <laughs> so, it's campaign um, aimed at holding quote social media companies accountable for hate on their platform. So, what that says, they promote Big Brother. They want social media companies to be Big Brother. All right, hold on. I got to reread that again after you said that. According to Stop Hate for Profits website, the campaign aimed at holding social media companies accountable for hate on their platforms. Um, no, they're not. They want to control what's on their platforms. No, they can, but they're not. Like a platform can choose to do that. Right, That's, but they don't. They don't. But this, don't. This, this campaign wants them to. And they don't have to. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Yeah, you're right. This they, campaign, are, they are for Big Brother. This campaign is like, hey, Facebook, hey, hey, Facebook, can you just like 
be Big Brother and just shut down shit we don't like. You're not saying what we want you to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quote, social media must prioritize people over profit and they must do it now. <laughs> okay. Sure, let's keep going. Uh, name me one business, including the U.S. government, that supports the people over profit. I'll wait. Dude, how about any of these people that are just doing it for a day? Yeah. So notably, the campaign is made up of several civil rights organizations, including the Anti-Defamation League and the NAACP. Specifically, the organization wants Facebook to remove Facebook groups that promote white supremacy, hate, and violence conspiracies, forbid any event uh, page with people to call to arms and eliminate a politician ex um, exemption for political and voting co content, among other requests. Now, um, definitely forbidding any event page that's a call to arms. That's a call for violence. That's something they definitely should do. That's not Big Brother. That's yes. I'm going to disagree with that. Exp how? What do you mean? You're gonna, you're gonna, so you think a Facebook should allow people to call for i have an actual event to go call for okay i'm gonna make a facebook event wednesday the 23rd is official beat up nash day okay bring your guns we're gonna pistol whip you what i don't know that shouldn't be taken down that's a call for violence i shouldn't be i shouldn't possibly be visited by the cops for that no you should be but that's a repercussion of you posting that you don't think but facebook you should have the ability to say that Because guess what? Because what if something happens where I actually need a militant group to defend my rights and liberties? We need every platform available to say that. I don't believe that's the case, so I'm not going to right now. And if you say that, it doesn't mean you're not going to get investigated. You probably will be. You're definitely going to be on NSA's radar. But guess what? It'll get shut down if you're a credible threat. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> it one. It wasn't, but now it is, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing, the majority... it's like, that's such an outlier. Yeah, of course it that's is. That's like a one in a million. Yeah, but it's necessary to have it. Yeah, I can't say I disagree. I, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Well, I, nobody, I do disagree with you. Because nobody's going to use it like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if anybody is, they're going to make some stupid claim it's not real. So, yeah, I agree that, okay, they probably shouldn't be doing it, but I'm not going to prevent anyone from doing that. Um, because if the need arises where that is the most logical step to make, then, yeah, of course, I wouldn't want that restricted. Mm. Like, I don't need that on... on like the Xbox or micro or Sony like in-game chat. No, they shouldn't be allowing that. <laughs> of course not. Those aren't the platforms to do it. Alright. Okay. Fine. Nash, fine. You win that round. Um, it went on to list examples of how it believes Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube have addressed misinformation uh, uh, and hate speech adding, while these steps are not sufficient, they show a commitment toward real progress. Quote, more importantly, these companies are sitting at the table with us and actively working to take additional steps to protect the civil rights of their users, tackle hate and harassment on the platform, and safeguard our democracy. I want these people. No, no, I figured out what it is. Okay, now you say your thing. I wonder really if these people out. know that hate speech is defended under the First Amendment. Um, 
I think this is all to do with their profit margins. Um, because all of these sites, you can definitely find uh, their content, their media for free on. Yeah, I wonder how uh, I wonder how these this this stop the hate for profit promotes their material. No, exactly. Probably because, on Facebook and Instagram. Well, because the more control they have over it, it's easier to stop the spread. Like that's definitely the biggest thing right there was Reddit because if you want to find something for free, I like a streaming thing. Bet you can find it on Reddit. You find a lot of stuff, on or Reddit. they'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. Like no one really cares about Facebook or anything. And if they did, you know what? They'd actually do something about it. They're not, they're more concerned about their pockets. So they don't really care. They care about their pockets. What a shock. Everyone cares. A a, a campaign cares about money. (laughs) What a shock. Hey, Hey, put people for profit, hate for profit. Hate stop hate for profit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look, a bunch of the most relevant media people, are concerned about platforms that <laughs> that, they, that they need and use <laughs> they, <laughs> that can give away their media for free. So uh, all those celebrities you mentioned above have joined. They say, "quote Facebook claims they ad- this is Mark Ruffalo tweet. Facebook claims they uh, adver- they address hate, yet they continue to look the other way as racist, violent groups and posts." Uh, so division and split America apart, only taking steps after people are killed. Uh, while they share, while they share empty talk about voting, they continue to allow blatant lies and misinformation on election and spread under undermining our democracy. That's why uh, this Wednesday I am quote freezing my Instagram account. To tell Facebook to hashtag stop hate for profit. You tell them, Mark. You go, Mark Ruffalo. Totally. This is really dumb. I love you in movies, bro. You're an amazing actor. Your political activism is sometimes misguided, in my opinion. This is so dumb. It is really dumb. Um, Facebook ignores hate and disinformation on their site. This is not an, quote, operational mistake. It's a deliberate decision to put profits over people in democracy. Tell Facebook to stop hate for profit. That's from Jennifer Lawrence. See, here's the thing, because um, that's not the real issue with any of this. Why it's, like, bad. The hate speech, a lot of it does get curtailed. Like, this isn't... Yeah, there are some measures in place already. Yeah, of course, but there we've been over before a, a long time ago. Not archives long, but, like, probably... I don't know, 10 shows, 15 shows ago. A few months ago. Proposition 230. Oh, we talk about that all the time. Yeah, because they have measures in place to stop things like that from happening. And if that's the issue, then you need to address your local lawmakers and representatives to fix that. But... Not Facebook. It's not their job. They're operating within the realms of the law. Yeah. So they can say, go to hell. They're fighting the wrong person. The real issue with Facebook is like the the, uh, user data usage. What they do with our data. That's the big immoral thing with it. Yeah. But they're not arguing for that because I bet they profit from it. 
Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, but again, the criticism, we're not going to go into people bashing. We're not going to do a journey into the comments. I thought about it, but I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do it. But like criticism is really, is just like, does this make a difference? Is it hypocritical? Does this really matter? Like, why not? If you really want to boycott, just delete your account. Not even for a month, like some people were saying, just forever in perpetuity until they change, until they make the changes, quote, you want to see. There's a del- Honestly, if this was such a moral dilemma, you wouldn't even bring the account back. But it's not. <laughs> it's about them getting a larger amount of monetization and control over something that allows for freedom of speech. Yeah, like this this is, has been this bubbling around in my brain for like the past few weeks and I can't think of like how to phrase it properly and how to make a comparison for it. But like people are so not okay with like free like free speech and suppressing free speech and the idea of a big brother and thought police in real life. Right? Like among the street, if you're on a target and you say something, yeah. right? Like that's totally fine. I'm like a phone out of target, but nothing really happens to you. But on Facebook and social media, it's the exact opposite. They really want Big Brother. People want that kind of control. <laughs> when it's most dangerous. When it's, quote, dangerous. <laughs> like, do people not see the difference and the similarities between that? Like, I genuinely don't understand why so many people are okay with a company like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit controlling what can and can't be said on the internet. Yeah. It's a it's a public space. I'm not gonna call it the internet, I'm gonna call it a public space. It is, no, it's a public forum. Yeah. So why are you so okay with it? Yeah, because it, it might be damaging, sure. But that's just the way of life. You don't combat damaging opinions by shutting them down. You combat damaging opinions with better opinions. Yeah. That's the same in real life, too. In real life. Well, it's like, that's the thing is because they only see their echo chamber of thoughts on social media. Yeah, celebrities are in such a big bubble, it's ridiculous. Because that's how social media works, and that's why, that's my biggest issue with it, is because it's all about how your user data looks. That's why you stay in that echo chamber, because they're going to give you things that you like, so you stay on it more. Yeah. Or things you hate, so you can stay on it more. And so, no, like... No, no, no. Like, uh, Facebook's algorithm does show you things you are going to get angry at because you're more likely to stay on it. Yeah, but you're also going to see all the people's comments that you agree with. Oh, yeah. Definitely. definitely. So that's the thing. Give you give you a little, a little enough, but what you're seeing is all the support you'd get for saying, yeah, yeah fuck you. Like, no, nah, it's stupid. Yeah. It's all stupid. It's all stupid. It's like if you read a book, <laughs> you should probably be fine. Like, honestly, you're probably cool. If you feel very passionately about this, read a book. And if you still remember anything about it, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is just really stupid. This is really dumb. Yeah. That people care about this. Yeah, you know, like all these celebrities, I know I'm bashing them a lot, but hey, I do support your right to protest. I don't agree with anything you're saying, but... I'm glad you're protesting peacefully and you're doing something that you believe in, whether it's right or wrong, in my opinion. So hats off to you on that aspect, I guess. I'll give you that one. 
I don't know. Of course, they have the right to say. It. Yeah, they have. They have the right just to as much as I have, I have right the to right, say you're a moron. Just as much as I have the right to say this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that makes a big, a big, bigger question: Is this going to be even effective? So, encouraging businesses to pull out of Facebook is actually an effort the Stop for Hate, Stop Hate for Profit campaign has already engaged in. In July, the campaign paused. Uh, persuaded more than a thousand advertisers to pause their ad spending on the platform, notably including big names like Adidas, Reebok, Best Buy, Chipotle, Coca-Cola, and Target. However, uh, a later report showed that even between boycotts, boycotters, and other reduced spenders, Facebook's ad revenue in July didn't suffer all that much, if at all. There's a pretty chart you can look at, um, but it really didn't make any difference. You know, in the UK, they say Adidas. Adidas? Adidas. I love it. I love it. Um, now, people like Jenna Golden, the head of the head of consulting firm in, in Washington, have denounced the Stop for Hate Profit Stop Hate for Profit campaign as quote worthless if temporary and short lived, which they always are. Um, if anything, they have their they shine a light on the fact that we cannot live without these platforms since everyone always comes back, brands included. Well, it's it's really comes down to if you're trying to solve a problem and you don't address the actual problem, you're not gonna solve it. Or at least you have a one in a million chance of actually solving the problem. Yeah. Cause the issue is well, why do people stay on there? It's because the information that they're exposed to is targeting them. It's because they literally need it. Like they don't. Yeah. You've created an addiction based thing, like system of viewership. Yeah. Like I'll say this. Why is you mad bro on Instagram? Why is you mad bro on Facebook? Why do we post and share things? Because we need to. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really, if, if social media didn't exist, We'd have to find another way. It would be a lot harder. We'd we'd take out ads in the paper. Yeah, right, right. But like we we I can say this. I only use social media because I literally have to because I need the platform in order to grow and profit. Yeah. Say social media is a means to an end. I will say that for me. Yeah, they just don't target the actual issue of social media because honestly, what the biggest issue about social media. And it's not even social media. It's just there shouldn't be um, an unlimited amount of campaign sponsorship when it comes to political parties. Yeah. Because a lot of this, I guarantee most of the stuff is going to be backed behind political thinking, mm-hmm. political campaigns or what have you. Yeah. On both sides, Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter the country, honestly, but it's in the U.S. because that actually used to be a law that you had to have equal representation for each party. It isn't anymore. So you can do whatever. And a lot of that is now targeting that specific user data to only the people that need to be swayed. Mm-hmm. So, they're, like, it feels dirty. It is dirty, but it it's not... It feels so dirty. But it's not illegal, and I think it should be illegal, but... Nobody's saying that because <laughs> yeah. they didn't read a book or something. I don't know. Yeah, and because they wanna, they wanna, um, they wanna stay relevant in the eyes of COVID, and just be like I'm helping the people in my million dollar mansion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna freeze my account for 24 hours, take no cut from my profit margin, really. But I'm doing it for you, the little guy. I love you. Mwah. See my movie. Yeah, exactly. This is straight up. Um, 
just looking for social brownie points. Pandering. Yeah, 100%. Because who loses in this? <laughs> nobody. Apparently, yeah, based off the numbers, nobody. nobody. <laughs> so uh, we mentioned Jim Steyer earlier. Again, uh, chief executive at Common Sense Media, which is a nonprofit that joined the campaign, uh, told New York Times on Tuesday that Instagram freeze is just the beginning. Um, he added that once the 24 hours expires on Thursday, last Thursday, celebrities will begin sharing educational messages aimed specifically at their younger followers. He said those messages will promote democracy and will offer explanations into how social media platforms spread misinformation, broadcast hate speech, and allow far-right groups to form online. All right. All right. Yeah, that'll work. Now, no, 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 no. <laughs> Here's 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 an idea. Okay, lay it on me, Daff. Is Facebook spreading misinformation, or the users on Facebook spreading misinformation? Aren't those two different things? Yeah. Right. It's not like a Facebook didn't make a Facebook post saying, "Hey," right? Joe Schmo from Indiana did. Yeah. Those aren't the same thing. They're using the platform of Facebook, which is a public forum. To do that. So if anything, you should be going after the individual groups instead of Facebook. You can't. That's defamation. They can't. It's defamation. So really, you shouldn't do anything because there's nothing you can really do anyway. Well, no, you should go fight it legally with laws because we have laws in this society that we live in. <laughs> so yeah. if you have a problem with it, don't so stupid this is why it's so dumb because they're attacking something that isn't the problem <laughs> in a way that doesn't affect anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is hollywood at its finest <laughs> how easy is it to get behind and say yeah these people that are saying things that are bad they're bad <laughs> like good for you like, gold, gold star for you we should, Jennifer Lawrence we should do good things and not tell people to kill each other yeah <laughs> I, I guess you're right celebrities good <laughs> celebrities good take your pills pills are good <laughs> celebrities so good that just that is a a mind fuck of stupidity. Uh, yeah, well, we're gonna get more into a more mind fuck of stupidity. We're talking about vaccines. This is a little, we did a lighter side of the news, Nash. Now it's time to get into the the real meat and potatoes. Before we do, because I know we're gonna talk about Corona, because I feel like we talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about it maybe like the last two shows. It's been taking a little bit of a backseat. It's been in. It's been. It's 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 always there, but it doesn't always need to be said. Yeah. Um. But recently, because I know we're not gonna cover this because not what the story's about. Um. I was reading the BBC. I like the BBC because usually they don't give too much of a shit about American politics. So they they have no horse in the run in the race. So yeah. So they still just, but they still do, you know, reports on it because America runs the world. And um, according to them, they're they just got put into category or risk or category five for coronavirus. Um, they were in four, and they're in five. Five is the highest one. And there are some projections saying uh, 50,000 people a day in the month of October could be getting coronavirus. Although I would point out that all the coronavirus stuff exploding was based off of a guy in the UK who always over projects all of these numbers. 
I don't think I don't know if that was their source, but I know that guy is in the UK. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he tried to he's tried to stop the whole meat industry because a mad cow in like 2013, and he's never accurate. He's never remotely accurate in his right. predictions, but everybody always uses them for the headlines because. They're the most gruesome and egregious, so... Because it works. Yeah, it'll sell, it's scarier and it'll sell more. Yeah. All right, so that's bad. That's not... But yeah, no, on official level, yeah. Yeah, well, because, yeah, uh, the winter's coming, cold is coming. 50,000 a day is a very high prediction, but they put themselves in Category 5. Yeah. So they are seeing a bump in numbers. Yeah, we're going to see... Everyone's saying, like, oh, the second wave is almost ending. Dude, this is still the still in the first wave. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to another flu season. Yeah, we're we're still we're still in the first wave. The first wave never actually ended. Shocker! Spoiler alert. Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah, the whole the maybe whole, in some place in Africa. The whole world, other than like New Zealand, hasn't really done a great job. Maybe Japan too. No, New Zealand. They got they they're bumping their numbers. Their numbers got bumped up Again? at some point in it. Not re- I don't think recently, but a few months ago, maybe a month or two. A ago. few months ago, they had zero. And they open everything up again. Yeah, that's why. Except travel. That's why. Yeah. So now they have cases again? I think so. Fairly, fairly certain. We can fact check me on that. Yeah, we can fact check. We can look that We up. don't believe in certainty here on the You Mad Bro podcast. Right. We believe in fun discourse. But now we're talking about the director of the CDC and President Trump. Two people who should have the same story when it comes to vaccines have the complete opposite story. <laughs> When it comes to vaccines. Two, who, two people that should know when to listen to each other. Yep. Uh, now, who do you believe? I believe one more than the other, but I can't say I believe either one 100%. I'm going to I'm gonna be straight up. I'm going to believe the CDC a lot more. I'm definitely going to believe the CDC a lot more, but I'm not going to say they've been right on everything since March. No, they haven't. They've been pretty wrong a lot. Well, who's been right? Nobody. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> CDC director... Robert Redcliffe, Redfield, I almost said Redcliffe, Redfield said that because a COVID va- COVID-19 vaccine would go to first responders in high risk uh, populations first, the country not starting, not start, will not start seeing immunity in the general public until end of next year. I believe the direct quote was end of Q2, beginning of Q3 in 2021. Q3 is, I believe, in June. Fuck. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me at all, first of all. Right? Like, you have, like, things like this. It takes, usually takes a year, year and a half at minimum to get a vaccine ready. Yeah, and people also need to think about how that makes the most sense because the people that are going to come in, to- in contact with people with the virus will have the vaccine. So that's better for everybody because they won't transmit it. They're, they won't actively have it. Yeah. They won't transmit it. While having it, the virus will, you know, live on them for a few hours. Yeah. But. Obviously, doctors, first responders need it first. No one is ever going to dispute that. Unless, yeah, exactly. Unless they're really brain dead. And so people understand it's because that way the infrastructure can remain. So yeah. if you need to go to the hospital to get your gallbladder removed, you're not going to get coronavirus there. Right. So that's, that's the reasoning. So uh, Redfield also said... Wearing masks is more effective than a vaccine could be and encourage people to do so. Now, that was kind of surprising, right? So even when a vaccine is made public, a mask is still going to be more effective. Okay. Right? I mean, because, you know, some vaccines, no vaccine is 100% like 
Yeah, and this thing has already mutated more than once. Right? So I think the projections were up. It's going to be up to 50% like viable. It's going to like 50% effective. I don't know the medical term. I might be going to quote later on in the article. But um, it's well, it's, it's almost impossible to tell at this point. Yeah. So that's what the science says. President Trump uh, contradicted Redfield letter in the same day saying that he made a mistake and misunderstood both the questions about vaccines and masks. Trump's not saying he misunderstood. He's saying Redfield misunderstood. Trump said a vaccine will be ready for the entire general public by October and 100 million people who have the vaccine by the end of the year. Both a date and number most experts, experts have said are impossible. He also said the vaccine would be more effective than masks, though he did not prove any evidence for this claim, as he typically does. Um, the incident sparked... Uh, renewed accusations that Trump has been pressuring his health officials and scientists to rush a vaccine timeline since there is no um, inoculation. inoculation before Election Day. Yeah, I believe that. I totally think he's saying, hey, let's get this shit ready so I can get reelected. There's not a doubt in my mind that Honestly, he's pushing it, that. it doesn't even matter at this point. He just has to say it. Yeah. There, there needs to be no follow through because once he's elected, he's elected. So Redfield is the director of the CDC and he testified before the Senate committee. There, he said the American public will likely not see the effects of immunity of uh, the vaccine until the middle of the end of next year. He also highlighted the importance of mask wearing. So he goes on to say, quote, I think there will be a vaccine that, init that will initially be available sometime between November and December, but very limited supply and will have to be prioritized. If you are asking when it's going to be gen generally available to the American public, uh, so we can begin to take advantage of the vaccine to get back to our regular life, I think we'll probably look at the late second quarter, third quarter of 2021. Which sounds very logical to me. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. They don't want to be jamming needles with stuff that doesn't work and yeah. people. So, all right, so if a vaccine came out in January after... Next like, January. Next, like gen, this coming January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so let's say Redfield's right, October, December, the... A first vaccine, go to the first responders, and let's say by January, Trump rolls out a new vaccine that's ready for the public. Are you taking it? No. I don't think so. I'm not either. So I made it this far. Yeah. I'll probably be fine. Yeah. I mean, does that make us anti-vaxxers? I don't want to chance it. I mean, it does in this, okay, in this particular circumstance, it does, but this is in this particular circumstance. Yeah, this is, this is a brand new. kid's not going to get autism. This is a brand new vaccine for a brand new virus that the world really doesn't know how to treat yet, effectively. So, yeah, yeah consider me skeptical. It's not for, like, measles. Yeah. Um, or smallpox. Isn't that what it's for? No, it's for, like, polio. Isn't that what they don't want their kids taking, like, pol the polio? Yeah, they don't, they don't want kids to get polio or something. Like a disease that Bill Gates just cured this year. I believe I believe it was also measles, because the measles has, has had a comeback in yeah, years across yeah. the world. Um, so he goes on to say, quote, I think we have to assume that if we had a vaccine, say, released today, that's going to take um, us probably in the order of six to nine months to get the American public vaccinated. And in order to have enough for us, uh, for us immunized, so we have immunity, I think it's going to take six, take us six to nine months. Because a lot of Americans are going to rush to get this. A lot of Americans are going to be like, mm, I'm not uh, taking your liberal death cocktail. Yeah. 
So he also emphasized the importance of masks. Um, like, See, that joke can be making made on both sides. I only made it for the Republic. I only made fun of Republicans for that one because Redfield said it. But if it was a Trump vaccine, liberals would be saying it. I want that point to be clear. <laughs> oh, that is so clear. <laughs> that joke goes both yeah. ways. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. No, if <laughs> if if Trump had a vaccine that worked and was a hundred percent effective, if you, had, li- if you had any vaccine that was hundred percent effective, liberals wouldn't take it <laughs> they wouldn't get it they wouldn't get it yeah i'll prove me wrong you can try and prove me wrong all you want there's nothing that can change my mind that will say they would get it yeah i wouldn't think they would science wouldn't matter out of spite yeah they also wouldn't get it so now politics i'm glad politics is in the arena for this disease because now half the we're like 30 percent of the population isn't going to get the vaccine no matter what <laughs> and i believe the death rate is now over two hundred thousand in the u.s yep so Redfield goes on to say, face masks are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. I've said it. I've said it. If we did it for six, uh, eight, 10, 12 weeks, we'd be, this pandemic would be under control. These actually, uh, we have clear scientific evidence. They work and they are our best defense. I might even go as far as to say the face mask is more guaranteed to uh, protect against, protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine, this guy did not like speak well. That's <laughs> just what's written. Um, I could act it out. I could make it sound good. That's fine. I already read it. Uh, Redfield's remarks spe- specifically regarding the COVID. I have a fucking tripod in my way. Give me a break. <laughs> regarding the COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine, have been described as by far the most detailed fi- time frame that any leader of the main public health agency has provided in regard to the vaccine immunity. Wow. This guy's just laying out facts, numbers. Redfield's remarks specifically regarding the COVID 19 vaccine have been described as by far the most detailed time frame the leader of the main public health agency has provided in regard to the vaccine immunity. Yeah, that sounds like science. They don't like to talk till they know. Yeah, facts. Um, so he says 2 million vaccines might be available by the end of October. And there could be 10 to 20 million doses readily available by November and 20 to 30 by the end of the year. That sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, because at that point, um, how many millions of people live in New York? Uh, Like 8 to 11. Okay. I think 8 live, but that, with the commuting with work, it's 11. And that's like the most densely populated, right? San Francisco or California. California, California is more spread out. So Los Angeles is... Isn't as bad. LA is more spread out. Yeah, New York, I think, is the most dense, densely populated. And so, you know, your biggest issues are going to be New York, LA, and Chicago. And so that roughly covers all of them in those waves, because a lot of other places aren't as heavily impacted by it. Yeah, sorry, Tallahassee, you're not that high on the list. Well, I mean, I'm just being logistic because well, of course those are the, those are the places that are going to suffer the most from it and are going to see it continually emerging and changing just because you have so many people to people interactions. This entire you know livelihoods depending on public transits, things like that. Whereas other towns, you know, somewhere in Dakota or like Boulder, Colorado, yeah, it's not going to be as vital that they get it because the small amount of people that already had it everybody's probably either gotten immune to it or 
yeah. just isn't going to be exposed to Eventually it. Eventually it'll fizzle so out. So those numbers, that's pretty promising just because all the major, the ridiculously large metropolitan areas yeah. are going to be vaccinated. Yeah, 2021 isn't going to be any easier, but it look, it's looking like by the end of 2021, it'll be a lot, we'll be in a lot better shape. Yeah. Which is another 13, 15 months from now. Yeah. Good God. All right. So Fauci had something to say because he agreed with us, of course. And Fauci is the God around here um, in this country. His word is gospel. He goes on to say, quote, it won't be until we get into 2021 that you have hundreds of millions of doses and just logistics of the constraints and vaccinating large numbers of people. Um, it's going to take months to get enough people vaccinated to have the umbrella of immunity over the community. So you don't have to worry about um, easy transmission. So that's the science, what the scientists are saying. Um, say what you want with the CDC. They haven't been perfect, but this seems the most detailed. This seems the most accurate to me, being an idiot who doesn't understand any of it. But I agree. I, I, I believe the CDC here. That sounds reasonable based off uh, my understanding, my research. I believe the CDC. And guess what? If the CDC has to make an update, they're going to just update it and say, yeah, we were wrong. This is another prediction that we have based off the information we've gathered. Yeah, which is what they've been doing since the beginning. Which is pretty, pretty great. Yeah, it is good. The CDC has been saying when they've been wrong yeah. and, and how to fix it. So I guess give them, a, give them a little bit of a pass, even though they were still super wrong. Because guess what? Nobody's been right. <laughs> like, you know, back, back in March, they said masks weren't effective. <laughs> yeah. In a few like weeks, weeks, maybe a month or two ago, Fauci said they did that, so it wouldn't be an overhaul of, so the first responders couldn't have it, which is just you sure this said that? I think people. No, I don't think they would have. Look at what happened to toilet paper, dude. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but so you and honestly, well, this is the thing about just, masks. You can't just lie like that, though. A mask helps prevent every type of disease. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Every single one, except for like trench foot, <laughs> like an infection it on, won't, your, it on won't, your body. It won't help you not get the clap. Exactly. You're gonna, different, different kind of mask for the clap. You're gonna, oh, hey, uh, that's a lot of experience coming from that tone. Oh, shut up. But, <laughs> I have friends. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's a natural thing. Like, you know how, God, I was just thinking about it maybe on. You know how when you yawn or you see something gross, like you cover your mouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If something smells. Yeah. How people just instinctively people do that because yeah. it's believed that that's uh, a developed adaptation from people living from the Black Plague. Because the people that were near a dead body or saw a dead body, the ones that covered their orifices when they saw that were more <laughs> likely to live because... They didn't get ex as exposed to that. Yeah. So let's see what Trump had to say. Okay. <laughs> and spoiler alert, it's, it, he agreed with everything Redfield said 100%. End of story. Let's, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Emet. No, that's not. That's he, re not he resigned from office. That's not at all what, that's not at all what he said. Um, so speaking at his press conference, Trump directly refuted Redfield's remarks and provided a very different timeline for vaccine. This, I this, swear to God, what is even going on right now? This fucking guy. This fucking guy. I hate that I sometimes defend him. Quote, 
We're on track to deliver and distribute the vaccine in a very, very safe and effective manner. Um, we think we can start sometime in October, Trump said. Which is vaguely what Redfield said. He said the end of October. Yeah. So um, soon as it is announced, we'll be able to start. That'll be mid-October on. It, it may be a little bit later than that, but we'll be all set. Um, we'll be able to distribute over 100 million vaccines by the end of 2020 and a large number much sooner than that. Uh, that's, that's about what, half of what Redfield said, if half, by the end of the year. That's double, actually, what Redfield said. Sorry. Um, so when asked if he agreed with Redfield's timeline, Trump said that he did not, and that he thought the CDC director, quote, made a mistake in his comments. He goes on to say, I called him. And he didn't tell me that. And I think he's he got the message maybe confused. Maybe it was a state. Maybe he it was stated incorrectly. We're ready to go immediately as the vaccine is announced. Trump continued, "We will start distributing it immediately to the general public. When we go, we go. We're not looking to to say, gee, in six months we're going to start giving to the general public. No, we want to go immediately. No, it was an incorrect statement." He also refuted Redfield's comments about regarding masks being more... Wait, pause. God, he goes on to say about masks, too. I forgot about that. Go ahead. Because I want to say, I feel like... Now, this is going to be a bold comment, and I know some people aren't going to agree. Ooh, I'm excited. But I don't think Trump understands how this works. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you say something so controversial yet so accurate? Because... (laughs) why they wouldn't give out all the vaccine at once is because if they gave it out all at once and it didn't work at all, (laughs) literally everyone would get it. (laughs) It would create a false hope and an even worse pandemic than we're in that we're in. So that's why. So they could very well have what he said is when they, when they're ready to produce it, they could have a hundred million ready at that time, but probably didn't say that to him. And he just sort of had a very big number. He price, you know, you know what I mean? Or maybe he did. Maybe Trump pressured him because I feel, I feel like this guy doesn't talk too well to begin with. We're reading his transcript and it isn't exactly airtight yeah. when he speaks. And so just going off of that, maybe Trump just asked hard numbers how many can we have as quickly the second we know how many can we have yeah okay we could have 100 million in three months okay okay but that isn't when they're going to release it because it needs to work before they release all of right. it. right it's because it's because you have 100 million doesn't mean they're ready yeah right like you you you, you could probably have 100 million but what redfield is saying is that we're going to release 30 million yeah so we know it works. 30 million to the people that are in contact with people getting it. And if like 60% of those people always come back negative, then yeah, we'll probably release it or something like that. So I guess it's possible this is just a miscommunication and Trump's just saying what he wants to. He's like, Trump heard what he wanted, what he wanted to hear. And he's not necessarily wrong, but he's just spewing it out to make him look I, good. I don't, I don't think he's right at all. I think I I bet roughly the number he said was mentioned for something. Yeah. I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that wasn't pulled entirely out of his ass. It very well could have been. 
But I feel like it would make sense if he asked for hard numbers. If we knew how to make it, how long would it take to make X amount? Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the response he got. Yeah. That's not what he told the public, because guess what? It doesn't matter about how many you have. It's about how much it works. Yeah. More than how many you have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have 10 million Prussian francs. (laughs) How how do these work? They don't. (laughs) That country doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) All right. So. Masks. Masks. Trump also refuted Redfield's comments regarding masks being more effective than a vaccine, saying that wearing a face mask is not more effective by any means than a vaccine. The mask is not important as the vaccine, Trump said, adding that masks have problems and are a mixed bag, citing waiters at restaurants touching their masks, then touching food. Notably, he did not provide any evidence for his claim that a vaccine would be more effective than universal masking. All right. Now, 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 if you asked any random guy on the street, hey, what do you think would be more effective in fighting this virus, a mask or a vaccine? I bet most people would say the vaccine. Oh, yeah. 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 I agree with that. But also, I'd like to point out that in his um, quote, he gave an example about somebody using a mask incorrectly. So it's not the fact that they were having a mask and it doesn't work. It's the fact that that they weren't using it. It's the fact that they weren't using it correctly. Exactly. So if you wear a mask all the time, it's going to prevent anything airborne a little bit, at least a little bit. You're kind of blocking it. Yeah. Not by a lot. Depends on what. Depends on the mask. But you're still you're still blocking stuff. Oh, my God, I I hate this. Oh, my God. It's just ridiculous. The mask is not as important as the vaccine, Trump said, adding that masks have problems and are a mixed bag. I already said that. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said that. Right, okay. Redfield's explanation. Redfield's explanation as of why he believed wearing a mask may be more effective than the vaccine. Uh, he pointed out that the fact that the coronavirus vaccine will likely be not as effective, fully effective. Few vaccines are close to 100% effective. Um, and the FDA has said the coronavirus vaccine will only need to be 50% effective to gain their approval. So that's the number I came up. That's the 50% number. So for, in order for it to get approved, it needs to be 50 or more. Yeah, that's pretty good. Half the people won't get it. That sounds right. I mean, it's, I mean in, order to, in order to be approved, I mean. Well, because if it was 30%, like, what's even the point? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. but 50, it's like, okay, you got a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's what happens. That's what happened. And let's, 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 um, this, this didn't become political at all. This didn't run in the media at all. Everything was really hunky dory. It's a simple miscommunication. No, Biden had to say something. And, uh, the media had to score up and blow this. I'm going to say out of proportion. This is a very big deal to blow up. Don't get me wrong. Classic. But it got political really quickly. Trump's remarks prompted renewed allegations that he is intentionally rushing to get a vaccine out before election day and that he is pressuring or pressuring his own appointees and scientists to do so which yeah 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 i feel like any politician would do that to be honest just like biden appointed um a woman of color purely to pander not off of her political career i mean she's qualified but yes yeah 
Well, it's just pandering. Two things are right. Oh, Two we, things can be right. Oh, we use the, you know, we... Uh, see, nepotism is only relevant if it's your family. Yeah. But it, it's kind of like nepotism. What's the word for when they just... Um, placebo. Yeah. There's placeboed people. So I'm fairly certain the word placebo is based off of a character from a play where all he would do, or a poem, play or a poem, where all he would do is agree with you. He was a, politi- <laughs> he was a political advisor that would only agree with you. Yeah, because he just wanted to secure his ass. Classic. Um, so this is scary, Nash. In August, the head of the FDA also floated the idea of the agency using emergency authority to approve one of the three vaccines in the final stages of test uh, in the final stages of testing before clinical trials ended. <laughs> Gotta love that. That's safe. That's terrifying. Yeah. We're all, we're all the guinea pig now. Talk about rolling the dice. <laughs> Yahtzee! Fuck, everyone's dead. <laughs> Everyone has three feet now. Yeah. <laughs> and half the population's blind in the left eye. Um, so while speaking in a town hall event Wednesday, Democratic nominee Joe Biden raised the possibility that Trump Trump is pressuring his health officials to sign off on a COVID-19 vaccine that might be confident uh, to get an advantage in the election. He also suggested... Argue that Trump's focus on the election is clear when it comes to vaccine damages his credibility. He says, quote, let me be clear. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump. And at the moment, the American people can't either. Um, we can't allow politics to interfere with the vaccine in any way. We kind of are, Joe. Um, Biden said the same day, Trump doesn't have any respect for science. This is the same guy who said that inject bleach. This is the guy who said if you want to keep hurricanes from getting in the United States, drop a nuclear weapon on them. Um, it would change the weather pattern. A <laughs> l- little bit. But yeah, no, exactly. It's pretty hypocritical of him to say that but, w- while he politicized. But he does make a good point, if that is the case, which it kind of seems like it is. But also it doesn't because Redfield wasn't too... Redfield didn't agree with him. Now, dividing the country has been a big theme on this show and in yeah. life the past X amount of years and months. Saying the American people shouldn't trust the president, is that not divisive? Yeah, it is. It's divisive. But when he, If you're wrong, you're wrong. I, I, you got to agree with Joe on this one just as, as for the logic's sake. Okay. But... Um, That's really all I gotta say, really. Is and it? Trump came out and said calling Joe Biden an anti-vaxxer, which is I think is just fucking adorable. Yeah, exactly. Stuck to a bully nickname rather than... But, like, I don't know, man. Like, why is this political? Why is a vaccine for a pandemic that's killing 200,000 people in six months being so politicized? That's the way of the game, baby. See, if I was uh, somebody for Trump, I would... Ask yourself this. Why is the guy that won the election claiming he wanted to get rid of all the politics now making everything political? I'd ask yourself that. Not only that, he's accusing the other side of making everything political. 
in the other side is also accusing Trump of making everything. It's like I said, it's like I said last week, right? If you're in a room and you're having an argument and everyone's blaming each other, who's to blame? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Right? It's like it's with the, it's with the, with the Supreme Court case, right? They're all blaming each other. And four years ago, they were all blaming each other. Who's to blame? Maybe we elect better people. Yeah. Maybe we allow other people to be in politics. Right, because when... Because even the ones that claim to drain the swamp don't do it. Was there ever a time since 2016 where Democrats have said, you know what? We're going to try and work with Trump. No. And vice versa. Has there ever been a time since 2016 where Trump has said, you know what? We're going to work with the Democrats. Well, sort of vaguely, this happens in politics. They steal each other's ideas, and then the other side is aggressively against that idea that they had. Obamacare was something that I believe could be very wrong. Reagan may have started to initiate, or it was definitely something that tried to get passed. Yeah, no, you are. You are, there is a hint. There's a kernel of truth in there. Same thing with the wall. Um, Obama approved of it. Clinton approved of it. They just kind of teetered back and forth on it till you know, their political sides were, like, clearly against it. Yeah. And the lines became defined. Yeah. So that's just what happens. Again, we have each side blaming each other. And that's the story these days. Side A blames side B for event C. Instead of side A is promoting responses and solutions to problem C and side B is offering solutions to the problem of problem C or rather like side A or side B like uh, discredits the financial responsibilities of side A's plan it's not even that anymore yeah. it's just straight up I don't like you <laughs> you can't be right because you're you yeah there's no that's the idiot's argument like there's no discourse in politics anymore it's pure logical fallacy on both sides and none of it is legitimate it's just blame game yeah i don't understand how people don't see that well if they do they still play into it yeah because people get too heated they don't read books i've been very calm this week you have been very <laughs> calm opposed to the other week the week before yeah I have to pee really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired, Nash. I've been tired. But ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Matt Broadbrook. I'm going to try that again. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to episode number 59 of the Umadra podcast. Celebrities good. YMCA? Umad, bro. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Umadro Pod. Um, next week we'll probably have a guest, someone, I don't know. I'll reach out to somebody. Someone will someone else reach out to him for the scale, so it's his turn. Okay, yeah. Um, so that'll be fun next week, but Nash, until then. Oh Jesus. What's your what's your favorite tech brand? Tech? Yeah. What do you mean? Like technology? Yes. For what? <laughs> technology specific. You can't have one predominant tech brand. Pod Systems Technology. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back next week as long as you stay angry. That was good. I wasn't even thinking of that.
I heard you say. Mm-hmm.